You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Monday, April 19th. Ian Cameron with you. Uh, Jimmy Murphy will be along momentarily, as well as we begin a new week. As we get closer and closer and closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs, we're only three weeks left in the regular season, a little over uh, three weeks left uh, in the NHL regular season. So the playoffs are going to be here uh, before you know it. Uh, We've got a Monday slate on tap with a lot of intriguing matchups, a couple of really big matchups as well taking place uh, on the ice tonight. Uh, Let's get right into it, and we're going to start with a big one. Uh, in the Central Division. Two of the teams competing right now for first place in this Central Division. We've got the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay minus 120, uh, home favorites here uh, in Tampa. Total five and a half here across the board. The Tampa Bay Lightning, and I said this doing Gabe Morenci's uh, Sports Rage Late Night uh, show last night on Sports Grid uh, when I was a guest I said it then, and I'm going to say it again. There's something not quite right with the Lightning at this point in time. Uh, They haven't played their best hockey of late. We've seen them really struggle at times to get offense going, especially at five-on-five. Their power play has still been relatively effective. Uh, But right now, this is a Tampa Bay Lightning team where offense has really dried up for them uh, in recent games. There's no question. Steven Stamkos being out certainly doesn't help in, in that regard. Uh, They just have had a difficult time generating offense. You look at their expected goals margin, expected goals for, we've seen that steadily decline and get worse and worse in recent uh, games for the Lightning. So they're just not quite playing at a level that, you know, we're accustomed to seeing them play. And I cashed a ticket against Tampa Bay on Saturday night with Florida. It was a healthy price, plus 140. Uh, Clint uh, Clint McLean, who was my guest, uh, on a Saturday, 
uh, also like Florida. Uh, it was a, a a good spot, a good price. Tampa Bay was completely dominated by the Florida Panthers in the first game, but had the game pretty much stolen and the two points stolen by Basilevsky uh, on Thursday night. You know, the Lightning were badly outshot 38-19 in that game. They actually were uh, better Saturday night than they certainly they were Thursday night. Uh, it was hard to be worse than they were Thursday night. They did play better on Saturday night, but it's almost like the hockey gods were kind of rewarding Florida for uh, the game. Maybe they should have won on Thursday uh, and giving them and getting them the victory Saturday. But uh, the Panthers getting that win uh, Saturday night and Basilevsky, who was great Thursday, not so good uh, in the game uh, on Saturday in that 5-3 loss. Uh, he said he uh, John Cooper liked the team's game the other night. He said he thought they played better. Well, of course they did. Uh, they had the puck more. Of course they did because they didn't have it much Thursday night. But at the end of the day, they didn't generate enough offensively. They didn't finish enough of their chances. Uh, and that continues to be a problem for this uh, Tampa Bay team. And right now they're just going through something where, you know, they've just had some difficulties uh, finding uh, offense consistently. And even a team like the Lightning, who we don't necessarily think of them having issues offensively, will go through these kind of uh, phases uh, during the course of a long season. There's peaks and valleys to every team every season. Tampa Bay's in one right now. On the flip side, you've got the Carolina Hurricanes uh, coming into this game. Really, other than if you wipe out all the games that the Carolina Hurricanes have played against the Detroit Red Wings this season, they've been they've been excellent against everybody else. Detroit's actually given them their biggest problems this season, five and two in their last seven games. The only two losses were to Detroit. Uh, I think the right now the hurricanes, I like the way they are. They're playing. They dominated uh, the games against Nashville territorially shots on goal, expected goals, margin, all of that heavily in favor of Carolina. Uh, Vinny Trocek's been amazing. 15 of his last 16 games. He's scored. He's notched at least one point. He has eight goals and 13 assists uh, during that span. Uh, he's been excellent. Uh, we know Nita Ryder and Ajo, uh, excellent offensive players as well for this uh, Tampa Bay, or sorry, for this Carolina Hurricanes team. I like a lot of what I'm seeing from Rod Brindamore's group. And like I say, I forgive the uh, Carolina Hurricanes for losing to Detroit. I can't explain it, how they had so much problems with Detroit, but they have this season. And other than that, they've had a wonderful season. And I think they get a vulnerable Tampa Bay team tonight. So I like Carolina here. Uh, at this price at plus 100. I like the way they're trending. And look, I think when you're uh, Carolina, you come into this game saying, look, Tampa Bay, they're a little wounded right now. They're not playing their best. Let's get them. This is the time to get them. And, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. This is the team to beat in the division of the defending champs. And I think Carolina's got to come into this and say, if we want to make a statement and we want to show people we're legit cup contenders, we got to go in and win a big road game against a team like this. So I like the way Carolina's playing. Current form, advanced numbers point to Carolina being in better form right now than Tampa as well. I'm rolling with the Hurricanes here at plus 100 uh, in this game. As we welcome in uh, Jimmy Murphy, uh, fresh from a big weekend of uh, Bruins hockey, good Bruins hockey, and I'll let him touch on that in just a second. Uh, but first, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Carolina, Tampa Bay, big matchup in the Central. Yeah, I'm right with you. I, I, I like Carolina a lot in this spot right now, uh, Ian. And, you know, Carolina is a team that has been treating me really well lately. Uh, and this is a team that I think we really got to – nobody's talking about them, right? But they're having a great season. Uh, and really are, you know, hanging with the, the big dogs there in the Central in Tampa Bay. And I'm sure they know this is a good chance to prove that it's no fluke. So I like them, and I'm going to take it a step further and go in regulation. Give me the Carolina Hurricanes in regulation here. I believe you can get it about plus 165. 
Yeah, it is in that plus 165, plus 170 range. Good price with Carolina in regulation. Yeah, before we get to our next game, it's a big card, so we're not going to do a ton on the recap of yesterday, but I do want Jimmy to talk about these Bruins a little bit because I'm seeing them getting healthier now on the blue line. We're seeing them now beat the Islanders, who they never beat prior to this past uh, week, and they beat the Islanders back-to-back games. And then, of course, in a, the, the biggest revenge spot imaginable – uh, after just getting embarrassed eight to one by Washington last weekend, uh, Washington or Boston certainly had something to prove Sunday afternoon uh, in the rematch against the Capitals, and they get a nice six to three win. Look, there's there's all. Remember about a week ago, we're really worried about Boston. We're really concerned about this team, and now a week later, which shows you the ebbs and flows of a long NHL season, we're all of a sudden wow. You know, the top line's getting it going again. Tuka Rask's been solid since he's returned from injury. And David Krejci, who has had really endured a tough season, has all of a sudden, really since the trade, I think Taylor Hall, you know, to be honest, has got David Krejci in some odd way playing better. And he's found his offense again. What a goal he scored the other day or yesterday against Washington. He's got it going. Look, and the Bruins are getting healthier on the blue line. Tuka's back. There's things to like about this Bruins team right now, isn't there? It really is. And I, I think, you know, what, what these tra- this trade or the trades they made did, and, you know, I think the other, you know, the other players that came, obviously Curtis Lazar in that Taylor Hall trade, and then the separate trade there with the Ottawa Senators bringing in Mike Riley. All three of these guys have come in and really fitted nicely and contributed off the bat. And I think what it's done, it, it, you know, for a team that has really dealt with a lot of, and I'm not making excuses for them because everybody's dealing with it, but a team that was ravaged by injuries and also COVID uh, as well. So it's given them balance. And so if this happens again, I think they know, well, at least we have that, that depth now to overcome that if we play hard enough. And that's what we're seeing right now. And I, I think that those wins, you know, I asked Bruce Cassidy if he, if they were treating those games against the Islanders as sort of a message sender uh, for the playoffs because they hadn't beat the Islanders before those two games. And he, he kind of sh- shrugged it off, but come on, Bruce. We all know you were. I mean, it, that, that was definitely a boost for them to beat a team back-to-back nights, sweep them, and, and pretty much really, if you, you know, dominate them, um, was pretty impressive. And I think gave them the confidence to know they can hang with anyone again in this division. And then we saw, like you said, just a big revenge spot. I hope everybody jumped on them for that game because I thought that was a great spot for the Bruins. Uh, Caps coming in off a game the day before. The Bruins had a day of rest for once. So it was a good spot for the Bruins, and uh, they made a statement in that game as well. So uh, this is a team to be reckoned with going forward, and they're, they're on a roll right now. That being said, I think the three games coming up in Buffalo are maybe the biggest tests of their season because, yes, you are rolling. Yes, you are getting healthier. Yes, you added in uh, Taylor Hall and those other guys. But at the same time, you've had trouble playing against lesser teams like New Jersey and Buffalo, as have other teams in the division. Um, and these are the toughest teams to play against. They're always, like I called it last week, it's a minefield. And especially the Buffalo Sabres, what are they, 5-2-2 two, and two in their last nine right now. They've been playing much better under Don Granato. The Bruins seem to be aware of that. But be careful because you're not going to get much value with the Bruins this week against the Sabres. You may want to get creative with any Bruins bets you do. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, the last several games, we've seen evidence of it. It's not a free two points walking down Chippewa Street anymore and going to Buffalo uh, to face this Sabres team. Um, the efforts, and look, these are all young kids fighting for roster spots. You know, there's yep. there's no there's no taking games off. There's no, you know, oh, we're, 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 wave, we're mailing it in because we're not a playoff team. No, not for these kids. Uh, they're trying to show the coaching staff that, hey, we want to be 
uh, on an NHL roster next season were good enough players to do that. And you're look, they're all stepping up. Cousins and Middlestat's been re- unbelievable lately for the uh, Buffalo Sabers. Uh, and all of a sudden, this young kid uh, Ardu Rutsolainen, who stepped into the lineup and made a difference. Anders Bjork, who I think is show, trying to show people that hey, in that Taylor Hall trade, don't you forget about me. You know, he's trying to be the simple minds of that trade uh, for the for that Buffalo. Boston trade. Don't you forget about me. And he scored in multiple games since arriving with the Sabres. So give him credit. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely things to like about Buffalo. And like I said, uh, many times there's going to be good spots to take Buffalo. And I was leaning to Buffalo yesterday. I took them Saturday. I took them on the raw daylight dollar short. I took them on Saturday against Pittsburgh. I should have waited, took them in the revenge spot Sunday instead. Uh, but and I didn't, so uh, that's unfortunate uh, with that. Yeah. But uh, still, yeah. my theory. And kudos to Dustin Tokarski too. He, what a great story yes. Tokarski is. Hey, I, I know him. Uh, you know, I'm I'm actually pretty good friends with his agent Jerry Buckley, and and that kid's been through so much up and down. And you know, he's he's a journeyman. We know that. But you know, his father just passed away, and all of a sudden, he's he's playing great for the Buffalo Sabers and seizing the opportunity. So maybe it solidifies at least a backup job for him somewhere next year. Yeah, uh, no doubt. He's played well. He was really good yesterday again against Pittsburgh. Was good on uh, the, the game against Washington that they won uh, as well. So uh, Dustin Tukarski is indeed uh, playing good hockey right now for the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, Brian Watson in the chat, Ian, thanks for the Leafs first period winner. All I can say about that is thank goodness I took them first period puck line, not that full game puck line as the best bet uh, on yesterday's show because uh, that one got there. And, of course, we all saw how that ended. The Canucks come back and win. Oh. Uh, Braden Holtby wow. looking like Patrick Waugh. I couldn't believe that performance from Braden Holtby. He was, I was ridiculous in that yeah, game. And I was, I was so tempted. I, I've been doing – I had a really good week and a really good weekend betting, and I was tempted to just, you know what, screw it. I'm throwing 100 on the Canucks. I just got this feeling. I, everyone's looking at them right now saying they're going to get rolled over. They haven't played in almost a month, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I just said, you know, sometimes you can't underestimate the human spirit. And you can't tell me that that was such a release to be on that ice and playing NHL hockey again for that team after what they've been through. Because by all accounts, man, these guys, COVID beat the shit out of them. And, you know, there's no doubt. And, you know, of course, people don't think young people can get affected by COVID. Well, go check out the Vancouver Canucks and, and get back to me on that. But, you know, it, it's just it was it was just so inspiring to see them come back like that. And they're not going anywhere this season. But it's nice to see sometimes those moments in hockey or in pro sports. Uh, where teams just rally together around a common cause and and pull it out. So you know, great job by the Vancouver Canucks yesterday. It was a, now I don't want to say they played great, but they played in terms of gutting it out. They played well. Uh, they exactly. gutted it out. They hung in there. Their goalie stole them a game because it was twenty-one to five and high danger oh, chances for the Leafs. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, what was it? The expected goals margin for that game was four point six nine for Toronto to like one point eight two for Vancouver. Yeah. Like it should have been like almost five to five to two or four point six. Yeah. I mean, to I hope he stole the show. That's what the score should have been. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was definitely he looked like Braden Holpe against the Bruins all the last five years. He used to own the Bruins. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. But hey, all that matters is they won the game. They found a way, scratched out the two points in a brutal. Mm-hmm. And look, they didn't just get. It wasn't just the first. It wasn't the first strain of COVID nineteen that that Vancouver team got no. hit with. It was the Brazil variant which is even 10 times more potent and does even more damage to the immune system and the body uh, and, and than uh, the first uh, wave of the virus did. So uh, for them to just hang in there uh, and end up, you know, 
you know, playing well. Uh, you know, it was it was good to see that uh, in that. And uh, kudos to the Canucks for that win. All right, we'll move on uh, to the rest of this card for this Monday. We'll move on to the next game here, Columbus and Florida. Florida minus 210 home favorites, total five and a half across the board. Uh, you know the old phrase, stick a fork in them, they're done? That's the Columbus Blue Jackets right now. Stick a fork in them, uh, they're done. Uh, it's been, you know, back-to-back losses to Dallas. It's definitely, if there was any hope, small little glimmer of hope before, there isn't now. It's been a dreadful stretch uh, so far for, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, they're just in a dismal, dismal slide, one and eight uh, in their last nine games. Uh, not very good. Swept at home by Chicago. Uh, 0-5 in their last five games. 5-1 lost to Dallas uh, on Saturday. Uh, Cam Atkinson said it well. We played a good first period, then they tied it, and for whatever reason, we took our foot off the gas. That's what happens. We go from playing on our toes to trying to make plays to just sitting back. Uh, yeah, it, to me, it's just a team that's uh, – uh, Tortorella's totally tuned out. You know, There's usually an anger or a, a rant or some kind of public demonstration at this point by John Tortorella when his teams are in the kind of slump that the Columbus Blue Jackets are in. I think he's resigned himself to, you know what? I'm probably done. I'm probably out after this season. Uh, you know, it, 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 Patrick Lyonnais is clearly not his player and, and Lyonnais is definitely not uh, taken uh, or Lyonnais not taken to him either. And look, it's filtered into the rest of the team. I think the, the, the dressing room, there's some kind of element that's not right uh, there with Columbus right now. Uh, and definitely, uh, they're playing like it. Very uh, not not a whole lot of pushback right now uh, from this Blue Jackets team. Florida, on the other hand, great win for them. They really should have gone two and zero against Tampa uh, in those two games. Vasilevsky stole the first game, uh, and then they won the second game. Brandon Montour, uh, what a great game he played the other night. Uh, what a great addition. I mean, perfect addition. Good blue liner has some offensive upside. Fills the void left by the Aaron Ekblad injury. Great stuff uh, by the Florida Panthers getting him at the uh, trade deadline. Uh, you look at this Panthers team, they've got some key injuries. You know, it's not just Ekblad. Nolachari's out. Carter Verhage's day-to-day. Mackenzie Wegar, uh, another key blue liner who's had a nice season, is out. So that does worry me a little bit. The injuries are mounting for this Florida team, but they still might have enough to take care of this Columbus team that just isn't showing you much right now. I've got Florida in a parlay here. I've got a, I've got a two team and a four team parlay in the NHL, smaller bets, but Florida is in both of those parlays. They're in the two teamer and they're in the four teamer uh, that I've got going tonight uh, in the NHL. Look, you got to start going the parlay route with some of these, you know, bigger favorites when you yeah, think yeah. they're going to win the game. Uh, you just can't be laying even the regulation line. I'm leery because we see so many one goal games these days. Uh, in the NHL. So Florida as a parley piece, that's what I'm on here in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what's your th- thoughts here? Jackets, Panthers. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's one of these, uh, these games where obviously the Panthers, I mean, the Panthers should just roll over the blue jackets in this, but we know that anything can happen as we were just discussing, anything can happen on any given night, but I just get the feeling you're right. The, the Columbus is done right now. So <clears throat> excuse me, give me Jimmy puck line on this. I say the Panthers roll. All right, like in the uh, Florida Panthers here, puck line minus one and a half uh, on uh, plus 120 or so uh, with the Panthers here uh, on the uh, puck line. Detroit and Dallas, we've got Dallas minus 240 uh, here in this game. Total five, five and a half in this one. The Detroit Red Wings, another one of those teams kind of like Buffalo. You know, they've got guys in their lineup right now uh, that are trying to show a little bit uh, for the future. Phillips Zadina, uh, Ronick, 
uh, uh, Adam Ernie. And look, they got a legit goal scorer in Jacob Vrana in that deal for Anthony Mantha. I thought Iserman had a great return for Anthony Mantha in that deal. One of those guys being Jacob Vrana. He's added a little more offense for this uh, Red Wings team. Uh, split with Chicago uh, over the weekend and competing hard, this uh, Detroit team. Not a pushover. Um, this one's a tricky one because there's no way in hell I'm laying minus 240 with Dallas, but I, I, I would probably look to – I've got them in the four-team parlay that I have right now. I, I've got one small two-team parlay and one – actually a bigger two-team parlay in terms of bet size and a smaller amount on a four-team parlay. Dallas is only in the four-teamer. I think they win. I really like what I'm seeing in the quotes I'm reading. They're actually playing better hockey of late, this Dallas team, and I think they'll win this game. Uh but to me, it's just an in a situation where I'd rather put them in a parlay uh, than play at regulation or puck line and certainly wouldn't touch them on the money line by themselves. But look, the, they're Klingberg, Ben, head coach Rick Bonus. They're saying all the right things that, hey, we feel good. We think our game is about in as good a place as it's been all season at both ends of the ice. You know, Hudobin and Ottinger are doing OK. The defense is doing all right. Uh, and playing better. And now they're starting to chip in some offense. You know, the goals are starting to fly in for Dallas. Jason Robertson, this guy's been a huge spark right now uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars in recent games. So, and they're only three points out. You know, they're only three points back of the uh, Nashville Predators uh, for that final spot. This is a team that feels like, hey, we went to the Stanley Cup final last year. Anything less than at least making the playoffs this year would be disappointing. They're playing their best hockey this season. I do think they win this game, even though Detroit's put up some resistance lately. But I'm just going to go the parlay route uh, with the uh, Dallas Stars here uh, in this one. Uh, Jimmy, uh, any uh, interest here? Stars hosting the Red Wings. Yeah, I'm doing another puck line on this one, even though the value isn't the best. But I do think Dallas wins, and I don't want to waste that opportunity. I'll get what little value I can have on them. Uh, they're starting to play a little better. I know they tease us so much all year, but, uh, you know, give credit where it's due. They're playing some good hockey right now. All right, like in Dallas here, puck line uh, in this one against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, next up, we've got the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, Nashville Predators. This is essentially a playoff game in mid-April before the season ends. That's what we've got right now uh, with these two teams squaring off tonight. Nashville minus 135, home favorites, total 5.5 shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, the Nashville Predators back-to-back -back losses to Carolina. UC Soros confirmed in net already. Be Keep an eye on UC Soros. He's faced a lot of shots for the Nashville Predators in recent games. Uh, it is a situation where you worry that he's, he's played so many games lately because they've got no confidence in Pekka Rene anymore, you know, and he's been red hot. But at some point, does he maybe start to wear down a little bit? There's something to keep an eye on for uh, Soros moving forward, but he's been absolutely terrific. You know, injuries are still a problem for Nashville, but they're battling through it. They did get Matt Duchesne back, although, again, uh, how much is he going to make an impact for a guy that's been pretty disappointing ever since he arrived with the Predators? But, you know, they've, they're, they're healthier on the blue line now with Yossi and with uh, Matias Ekholm back as well. They still miss Eli Tolvanen. He's out long term. That's disappointing because he had given them a real uh, boost uh, and energized them offensively the way he was producing for them. So that's disappointing. On the flip side for Chicago, this is obviously an enormous game for them. Uh, two points behind Nashville uh, for that final playoff spot. And this is the first of three head-to-head -head meetings in a row uh, between these two teams. Uh, so these are big games, big stakes uh, between these two teams. 
I lean a little to the Blackhawks here. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to bet them because they've just had no success whatsoever against Nashville. In fact, Nashville swept them back-to-back games in Chicago uh, just recently, and they've just had no track record of success uh, so far uh, this season against the uh, Nashville Predators. But I just think Nashville is starting to you know, come back down to earth just a little bit from this red-hot run. UC Soros is maybe starting to regress a little bit because of all the games, all the shots wearing down slightly uh, in net the more he plays. So I lean Chicago, but they've just shown me no evidence they can beat this team. So it's not going to be a bet. It's just a lean for me toward the uh, Chicago side. It's tough to uh, not at least lean to them, getting a plus price, knowing they're two points back, and this is important. they got to get these games or as many of them as they can, especially head-to-head with Nashville, uh, if they're indeed going to be a playoff team. Uh, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Hawks and Predators. Yeah, I'm the same. If I was going to take a side, I would lean to the Blackhawks on this. Um, however, I'm not going to go there, but I will go on the uh, on the total. And I like the total to go under in this game. Uh, I think it's going to have a tight, hard-checking playoff feel to it. I think there's going to be hardly any room out there to deal, uh, you know, to work with. It's going to be one of those games where each team's going to have to grind it out if they want the two points. I'd almost look at a draw too. I, I would definitely consider a draw on this one as too. Uh, I could easily see this going to extra time. So for me right now, just the under, but maybe a lean towards the Hawks and maybe a lean towards uh, the draw. All right. Minnesota, Arizona, Minnesota minus 150 home fa- road favorites, I should say, in the desert. Total five and a half shaded to the under. A great emotional game against St. Louis. Down early in that game, come back to win it. They were playing for this. A young kid too passed away. That was a big, you know, fan of the team. Uh, they were totally, they totally rallied around that uh, as well. Saturday as a, a rallying cry for that Coyotes team, and sure enough, uh, a great comeback win against the uh, St. Louis Blues, and they needed it. They've been kind of sputtering of late. The Coyotes. We'll see if they can keep it rolling tonight against Minnesota. I have no interest in this game whatsoever, ever. Aside uh, or total from a betting standpoint, good one to watch because Arizona is still battling uh, right now uh, with. Uh, you know, Arizona is still battling right now with uh, uh, St. Louis for that final spot uh, in the division. Uh, so every game right now is significant. They got to play it like playoff hockey the rest of the way. They did have a tough time with Minnesota. Minnesota's playing pretty well uh, themselves right now. Uh, I know it was San Jose over the weekend. They should have beat San Jose, and they did indeed do just that. Took care of business there at home against the Sharks. So Minnesota's really playing well. I like the way they're uh Offensive uh, contributors have stepped up uh, for them. Uh, this team has definitely had packed a little bit more of a punch offensively uh, this season. Uh, the good news for Arizona, though, watch out, is that Darcy Kemper's back. He had a tough first period, gave up both goals against St. Louis in the first period. Then he was basically lights out, and he was fine the rest of the way. And he is definitely going to be something that uh, gives this team a spark, seeing Darcy Kemper back there. Uh, in net and after a sluggish start he overcame it uh, and he was outstanding uh, the rest of the way so uh, this should be a good game but it's not one I have a strong thought on uh, from a betting standpoint Uh, Jimmy how about you here Minnesota Arizona well this is a game where I actually feel strongly enough to go with the draw I think this is going to be a back and forth matchup Uh, these two teams you know you make great points about Minnesota but Arizona's playing a little better lately too so uh, they know what's at stake here. They know their playoff lives are on the line. Uh, I think this is going to be a great one, and I might even uh, tune into it myself if I can. So give me the draw. 
All right, like in Minnesota, Arizona draw here uh, at a good price or over plus 320 or so uh, with the uh, draw uh, in this game. Ottawa, Calgary, we've got Calgary minus 210 home favorites, total six shaded to the under in this game. Uh, I think, look, Ot Ottawa was good to me Saturday. It was a great, great spot. Montreal coming off a huge win against Calgary. They didn't deserve that win either, by the way, Friday night against Calgary. That was all Jake Allen. Jake Allen was ridiculous in that game. He was outstanding. He was magnificent. Matthew Kachuk pulls the deep move on him, has the whole wide open net, and he hits the post. You know, that pretty much tells you what kind of night it was going to be for uh, the Calgary Flames uh, on Friday night, that it was just the puck wasn't going to bounce their way. Uh, they weren't going to find a way to solve Jake Allen. The couple of chances Montreal did get, they scored uh, and they get the two to one win. And it was a big win for Montreal because it basically extended the gap between them and the Calgary Flames who were trying to hunt them down for the final spot. It increased the gap back to six points between Montreal and Calgary for that final spot. And you just had that sense, especially with Montreal's inconsistency lately, that they were just going to have a complete stinker, clunker, lay an egg the whole bit against Ottawa. And they sure did that. I mean, it was just a complete no-show, honestly. What did they have? Like, barely, not even 20 shots on goal? That, that game that itself game was Ottawa. disgusting. <laughs> that, yeah. that was what, that, that was, was literally, I listened to that game. Yeah. yeah, I listened to it driving home on the Mass Pike. I was out in Eastern Mass for a couple days covering the Bruins. And so I'm driving back to Western Mass. And I'm listening. I'm like, I'm going to crash from falling asleep if I listen to this anymore. I mean, it was it was just like, what did they? Uh, Ottawa had 11 shots halfway through the third. And they were up to nothing. It, it was just baffling. And shame on Montreal, man. What a disaster there. You know, uh, do we really think that was Claude Julien's fault now? Again? You know, how, how's that How's that firing looking right now? They actually have been worse under Ducharme than they were under Claude Julien. So, you know, this is on Mark Bergevin. And if, he's, you know, if he doesn't lose his job after this year, I'm seriously starting an investigation as to what pictures, compromising pictures he has of Gillette. I, I mean, you know, like, yeah. what the heck is going Molson. on here? Yeah. I'm Molson, excuse yeah. me. I, I'm in a time yeah. warp there. Of Molson. I mean, <laughs> what the hell is going on with this team, dude? It's it's unreal. Well, what's, what, what the problem is right now, nobody can put a puck in the ocean at the moment for the Montreal Canadiens. And Brendan Gallagher is, look, he's an emotional guy, yeah. emotional spark yep. for this team. And there's just not nobody pushing back. Where's the big play to turn the momentum of a game around when you're struggling? We're not seeing anybody do that for Montreal, make that play. Thomas Tatar, where's his offense gone? Philip Deneau's not giving you anything. Uh, Jonathan Drouin, forget it. You know, No goals in 25 games is a disgrace for a guy with the skill and ability he has. Shea Weber's turning the puck over now in his own zone and leading the goals for the opposition. Jeff Petrie's offense from the blue line has declined a little bit. There's a reason why Cole Caulfield is knocking on the door of making his NHL debut. Uh, for the Montreal Canadiens because they mm -hmm. need it desperately, uh, some kind of spark, some someone to light up this team offensively. Maybe he's the guy to do it because he scored everywhere he's played. Wisconsin, just a couple of games, small Laval. sample size in Laval in the AHL, and there he is lighting it up with, what, three goals and four points in just two games. You know, So you can't tell me he, he's not ready for at least an opportunity uh, with this NHL team here with the Canadiens to try to yeah. spark something. Uh, I'm with you too, but I look at this game right now, Ian, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't justify touching the Canadians or really going like betting on them or even coming close to it right now. It's just, they don't seem to want, like every time they're, they're knocking on a door to kind of get to that next level, to start to get in a groove, to start to patch some points together. They don't do it. 
And, and I don't know any other thing to describe that other than that the will isn't there and the desire isn't there enough. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say about them anymore. I'm not. I'm not touching them the rest of the season. I will bet against them, but I am not betting on the Canadians again this season. That's a promise I make. I'll have to remember that then when we talk about a Montreal game and you're sort of thinking, I kind of like this spot. I'll nope. remember. No, you said it I'm back on, on April 19th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going, man. Enough of them. Enough of them. Uh, I'll eat poutine, but I won't bet on the Habs. Uh, all right. So uh, in terms of these two games, uh, we ended up talking about both of them here at the same time. In terms of the Ottawa-Calgary game, I'm on Calgary in the first period uh, on the puck line against Ottawa. I think, they, they, look, they got to get this game. If they want to make anything of the three games they've got with Montreal after this, they played M Montreal three times in Calgary after this game tonight against Ottawa. They've got to get it done. I think they can actually jump on Ottawa early. The one thing about Ottawa, especially on the road, at times this year, they've had slow starts, and then they've battled their way back into games. I think you could see something along those lines here tonight uh, in this game uh, as they uh, take on the uh, Ottawa Senators. You know, Ottawa's, look, they've been a thorn in everybody's side. There is no question. And you got to give this team, Brady Kachuk, Batherson, uh, you know, Thomas Shabbat on the blue line, uh, Stutzla. Uh, you got to give everybody credit. Now that Shane Pinto uh, is on the team, and boy, he didn't look out of place. Uh, the other night against, or Saturday afternoon, I should say, against uh, uh, Montreal uh, in his first NHL game. They worked their tails off, but I think they're walking into a desperate situation here that Calgary has. Uh, and, uh, and I know Calgary's had their issues with Ottawa, but I think it sets up well that early in the game, at least, uh, they can get the uh, jump on the uh, Ottawa Senators. I wouldn't want to take the full game puck line or anything like that, or even Calgary in regulation, but I'll go plus 125 Calgary Flames First period puck line, minus a half goal, a plus 125. I like that situation quite a bit for Calgary to get the lead uh, after the first 20 minutes. As far as Edmonton-Montreal goes, I lean to the under. There's a lot of discussion in the chat that the under makes sense in the Oilers' halves. How can you bet Montreal over the total right now with the inability to score? Uh, you just can't right now. Mike Smith's playing great. Edmonton's totally okay with winning low-scoring games. They have shown you that. They're comfortable now. Uh, playing lower scoring hockey games and trying to win those kind of games. So I, I lean to the under and I'm going to take Edmonton here at minus 125. I've just got to dare Montreal to show me something better than they've shown me the last few games. They should be 0-3. They should be 0-3 in their last three games. The one game they won against Calgary, the second time they played the Flames last week, they didn't deserve it. They got outplayed, outchanced badly, and Jake Allen stood on his head and, and stole the game for Montreal. They were badly outplayed. Edmonton's the better team. And look, Edmonton coughed it up against Montreal the last time they played them. Uh, Edmonton lost in overtime after a 2-0 lead. I think that's going to resonate with McDavid, Dreisaitl, and this Oilers team that they pissed it away a little bit last time they played Montreal. I think they get redemption. And Montreal, by the way, 3-9 and nine in their last 12 road games. So they have really struggled uh, away from home uh, in recent games. So I like Edmonton, minus 125. And in Ottawa, Calgary, I like the first period puck line with the uh, Calgary Flames. Jimmy, uh, your thoughts on these two games, Sense Flames, Oilers, Habs, what bets you like? Well, with Sense Flames, I mean, yeah, I, I like, I would lean towards the Flames uh, on the side here, but I'm going to stay away from that. I am going to touch the total and go under. Uh, I, I got a feeling, you know, that Calgary's got to buckle down. They've been, they've been doing it better under Sutter. They're starting to play that Sutter style of hockey, uh, which is a grinding style, and, and it based itself on good goaltending and good defense. So I like the under here. And Ottawa, you know, 
credit to them. They are. And in two years, man, we're, we're going to be looking at them and saying there's no value in betting them because they're going to be heavy favorites. That's how good this team will be, I think, in two years. But they're not quite there yet, but they'll hang. It'll be a close game, and I like it to go under. And then with the Habs and the Oilers, give me Jimmy Puck line on the Oilers all day here. All right, like an Oilers puck line here, uh, minus one and a half plus, uh, let me see the price, a very good price with that, minus one and a half plus 190 uh, on the Edmonton Oilers uh, on the uh, puck line for Jimmy uh, as to take care of the business against the Habs. And by the way, Calgary is one of the pieces of the parlays for me, both parlays. I have a two-team and a four-team parlay tonight. Calgary's in both of them. Calgary's in the two-team parlay with Florida. So I have a Florida and Calgary two-team parlay at a plus price. And I've got Florida, Dallas, Calgary, and a team we're about to talk about in a four-team parlay tonight uh, as well. And I think we're going to talk about that team right now because it's the final game. San Jose Sharks, Vegas Golden (laughs) Knights, Vegas minus 230 home favorites, total six. Look, they're in a zone. They're locked in. They're feeling it. They're playing their best hockey of the year right now, the Golden Knights. And they're taking no prisoners. There's been no letdowns. They've beaten up L.A. They've beaten up Anaheim uh, in back-to-back games. And now they're going to beat up San Jose because everybody's beaten up San Jose. Look, this has been a bad stretch for San Jose. They're falling right back out of any playoff hopes they thought they had. They've lost five in a row. They lost to Anaheim twice. They lost to Minnesota twice. Uh, Martin Jones is back to not being able to stop a beach ball, and he knew that was going to be coming uh, at some point. Vegas has got it rolling. I, I, like I say, I'm not going to bother with the puck line. They could probably the puck line probably is a good play here because they have been winning and they've been covering that puck line a little bit lately. The Vegas Golden Knights, but I'm going to keep it a little bit safer. Vegas is the fourth team for me in the four team parlay. So again, to recap the parlays, I have the two teamer is Calgary and Florida. The four teamer is Calgary, Dallas. Uh, yeah, Cal- the Calgary, Dallas. Uh, now I'm forgetting the fourth one. So Calgary, I've got Florida and Calgary as the two-teamer. Mm-hmm. Florida, Dallas, Calgary, Vegas as the four-team parlay. So there you go. Uh, those are the two parlays. So we've got a two-teamer with the Flames and the Panthers, and, a, and I've got a four-teamer with the Panthers, Stars, Flames, and Golden Knights. There we go. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like here? San Jose, Vegas. You know, I, I would say Vegas in a heartbeat. It just makes too much sense. But this is one of these games. I get a. I'm gonna go back. I get a weird feeling, Ian, and these weird feelings Uh-oh. have been on target lately. Uh, so I'm gonna stay away from this game. Um, but I will like to say uh, congratulations to Patrick Marlowe on uh, passing Gordy Howe. What, what an amazing feat that is! Uh, I remember when him and Joe Thornton went one-two in a draft, and uh, it's crazy to think both of them are still playing. So congratulations to him. I hope that it's not uh, a, a forgettable outcome for him. I hope they at least stay in the game for him on this momentous night for him, but I'm going to stay away from this one. Yeah, they're back home off a road trip. There's some concern there. Uh, no question for the Golden Knights, but boy, it just seems like no spot has been a flat one for them lately. Uh, no, they, so you're we're right. seeing something we have not seen in weeks from this Vegas team, a, a real dead spot and a flat spot like a Washington had, you know, last Thursday against Buffalo. You know, we haven't seen one of those games from the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And remember, they're still right in lockstep with the uh, Colorado Avalanche for first uh, in the division. And let's also keep in mind another thing. Every goaltend, they're going back and forth, Flurry Leonard, Flurry Leonard. Every night, those guys are motivated to the tits to play their best because they're trying to show Peter DeBoer, we want the starting net. We want the net. 
We want to be your guy, your starter, your number one at playoff time. Flurry wants it. Leonard wants it. Uh, and as a result, it's making the team better because they're getting these guys trying to play their absolute best in between the pipes uh, every single night for this Vegas Golden Knights team. So, uh, like, like I say, a little trepidation with the first home game off the road trip for Vegas, but I still think they're just far better. They haven't shown any vulnerability lately uh, and be able to get the job done here. But I've got them as part of the uh, four-teamer tonight that I've got parlay-wise uh, in the NHL. Great analysis with Jimmy Murphy uh, on this Monday card. Uh, before we get to best bets, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, we've got daily, uh, you got deposit bonuses, weekly specials, incentives, great time of year with NHL, NBA, and baseball every single day. NFL draft coming up very shortly as well. And we're going to end up, uh, obviously, you'll have draft props available to you there on the DraftKings Sportsbook app as well. So download the DK Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use that promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets to wrap up the show here for a Monday. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. Best bet for Monday night in the NHL. What do you like? I'm going to go with that, uh, with the Calgary Flames. In this, I mean, excuse me, the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Sorry, my bad. I'm going to go with the Edmonton Oilers puck line. All right, Edmonton Oilers puck line, minus one and a half. Mixing up my Alberta teams there, I apologize. (laughs) No problem. Uh, Edmonton Oilers puck line, minus one and a half, plus 190 uh, for Jimmy Murphy with his best bet. Uh, My best bet, it's going to be, I'm going to go Carolina Hurricanes. uh, Plus one and a half. I was going to go there too. Best price out there at at, uh, Bet Online. I like the way they're playing. Something's not quite right with Tampa Bay. Uh, I think that I don't want to say the division doesn't matter to Tampa. I think as a statement, it means a little bit more to Carolina that if we can win this division and show Tampa Bay that, hey, we're right there with them as a contender, it matters. And you look at all the stats. It's not just recent results, win-loss, but stats in terms of expected goals margin, high danger chances, all of those key stats that I focus on they're pointing toward Carolina being the team in better form right now over the last 10 games or so than the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, and I think uh, this is the time where Tampa Bay is a little bit vulnerable. So Carolina for me at around plus 105 uh, is the average price right now with the Hurricanes. We'll go with Carolina as a small road underdog plus 105 against Tampa Bay uh, for my best bet. I think keep in mind too, another thing that matters and, it, of course, on the flip side, it's going to matter to Tampa, too. But another thing that matters is nobody wants to be in that 2-3 slot in the Central. That's going to be a murderous series, no matter how you look at it, because you're thinking either, you know, Carolina-Tampa, Carolina-Florida, Tampa-Florida. Uh, you know, two of those three teams are in that series to begin the playoffs. And then you look at that 1-4 uh, setup, there's a lot more – uh, you know, friendly uh, than that other one, so to speak. So I, I think that's going to play a huge factor with these teams as, as we go down the stretch here, because they're going to start thinking about how they want to be matched up in that first round. And I don't think any of them want to get each other uh, in that first round. Yeah, th- there's a good point. You stay out of that tough matchup that, you know, that you don't want to be involved in. Uh, if you can get that first uh, place spot, you'd rather take your chance with a Chicago, a Dallas or a Nashville uh, in the first round and rather having to, you know, mess around with the triumvirate of a Tampa, Carolina, Florida, you know, in exactly. that first round series. So th- there's definitely some truth to that. You're going to get East that too? number one spot. You, Yep. Yeah. I would look at the East though, maybe, you know, just from a betting standpoint to keep this in mind too, guys, is that 
I don't know if you'll see that as much because I think no matter what matchup you're getting in the East, it's going to be a very tough first round. I mean, th those one, four matchups, what would it be? The, the Capitals and the Bruins right now, the, the, the Bruins aren't no easy out for the Capitals. They just showed that yesterday uh, and, and vice versa. And then, you know, if the Rangers got in as that four slot, whoever's the, the first is got to be nervous about a team that's uh, rushing up the standings and just sneaks in. Those are the most dangerous teams to play in the first round. So kind of a different scenario there, but those are things to look at as, as we go down the stretch here, kind of look at those playoff matchups, how they're setting up and how they're alternating each and every game. Uh, that's going to affect how teams play. I'm so disappointed for the Rangers. They're playing so good right now. And yet I think they're, they're going to run out of racetrack. They're going to run out well, of yeah, time. That, with the Bruins getting hot, I don't, they're not going to catch the Bruins. Though, yeah. what if the Bruins catch the Penguins? Yeah. And I don't know. Like, if the Penguins go into a tailspin, I the, the Penguins are a real crapshoot in that division going forward, I really think. They're kind of that team that could really just pull ahead of everyone or, or go back a few steps. So yep. we'll see what happens. Penguins, the Leafs, there's been a few teams where they've just been a little disjointed, not quite as sharp since the trade deadline. Yep. Uh, so teams to definitely keep an eye on uh, moving forward to see if they can get that cohesion back. And Pittsburgh's lost some of that, I think, the last few games. We'll see if they can – because they barely they, – remember, they lost to Philly at home yep. uh, earlier last and week as well. And they lost to Yep, and lost to Buffalo. So keep an eye on them too. And definitely these teams that just haven't put it together yet since the deadline. See when – uh, they'll be able to maybe turn things yeah. around and get out of it. But, uh, Pittsburgh and the Bruins, too, next weekend. So that will be yes. interesting to see where they both are in the standings at that point. And Jimmy will be on top of it. That's why we give him the weekends <laughs> off. Because uh, he uh, works pretty hard covering that Bruins team. I've always seen Thank him uh, asking his questions after the game with uh, uh, Coach Cassidy there. So uh, always <laughs> good to see Jimmy getting his uh, uh, spotlight lucky. moment there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great stuff. We're going to wrap up the show for this Monday. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder that you can watch the Ice Guys show live seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart. We're on all, all those uh, platforms with the podcast, so make sure you download and listen to it the days you can't tune in and watch live on YouTube. For Jimmy Murphy, uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.